Welcome to the Automotive Architect Sales Podcast, a podcast made for the average salesman that wants to become badasses in the automotive industry. Doesn't matter if you're a green pea or a lot dog, salesman or a manager, this podcast is for you. So if you're ready, motivated, committed to change your life, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Ron Garvick. It's time to shine. Hey guys, welcome to the Automotive Architect Sales Podcast. I am your host, Ron Garvick with Garv Automotive. And I wanted to talk about, before we get into this episode with uh, Steve Rossendler and um, Matthew K. Spear and Denny Eubank uh, with Capital Auto Group in Salem, Oregon, is the BDC is an important uh, department no matter what in a dealership. So if you don't have a BDC in, in, in your department, you've got to think about how important it is to start taking the buy-in. And general managers, please think it, it's important now than never than if you don't have a BDC department, you don't have an internet department, how crucial it is going to affect your dealership. And I will always believe in the business development center, which I call the big dollar center because they are the heart and soul when it comes to the dealership. And people are going to start buying vehicles online now. It you know it, it's quicker, it's more easier. They don't have to deal with the salesperson right up on top of uh uh, in the process when they're looking, they're doing videos online now. So you can click on the car, they'll do a 360 uh, view of the car, they'll do a video, and they're, they're shooting 30 pictures online. So, you know, it, it's it's important to, to treat your business development center, your BDC, as a, an important part of the dealership when it comes to being bought in it's it's i can't express how important it is so desk managers sales managers be bought in treat them as an equal because in the long run they are the ones that's going to help keep that dealership going don't degrade the bdc agents don't talk down to them bdc agents if you are listening to this remember this is an important part of the job at a dealership so Further ado, let's get into the episode with Denny Eubank, Matthew Casebeer, and Steve, the live with drive guy, Rustler. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you about my website, Garve Automotive Sales, Finance, BDC, and Management Training. I have over 10 years experience in turning around departments in the automotive industry to reach gross profits they've never reached before. Check out my website and schedule a one-on-one training, live coaching in your dealership, or watch my online videos at www.garvautomotive.com. Garv Automotive Training, where gross is not a dirty word. This is Ron Garbrick with Automotive Architect Sales Podcast, and uh, I just want to thank all of y'all for being on here today. We've got some great guests. As you see, we got Denny Eubank, 
Matthew Case Beer and the live wood drive guy, Steve Rossler. And uh, Matt and Denny, you're with the Capital Auto Group in Salem, Oregon. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Excellent, yeah. excellent. And everybody knows the, the guy with the poofy hair, Mr. Steve. Go ahead, Matthew. Say what you guys call me. Peacock! They call me Peacock around here. They call me Peacock. <laughs> Now, now, Steve and I have met back in 2017 up in Philadelphia, so we've known each other for quite a while. And uh, man, uh, it's a it's an honor to have Steve on the show. And when he he asked me, "Hey, can I can I invite two other guests?" I was like, "Absolutely!" And I'm honored to have you two on on this show with me. And uh, first of all, Steve, I want I want to say congratulations on winning the driver driving sales most valuable inside award. Right. Man, that's gotta be a pretty cool award for you and the, the whole group. So congratulations. Yeah, no, it was it was great. It was uh, you know, like I said, working and highlighting, you know, and that's why we're we're all here is really highlighting, you know, a store of where, you know, the mindset and the technology has really improved over the years and you know, we go out there as a CRM company, try to help promote change. Uh, it's really good and refreshing when people go out there and truly implement it. So uh, without uh, Matthew and Denny here leading the ship, the study wouldn't have been as successful as it was. So I want to give it's it's us maybe, you know, promoting it, but it's really the guys behind the scenes that are uh, pushing it forward. So, yeah, it's really great to have their support to go through and actually prove the study of what's actually uh, happened at their dealership. Well, it's a, it's a great accomplishment and a great award, and congratulations on that. Wow. Guys, you, Matt, you're the, the general manager of the auto group. Is that correct? So I'm a fourth-generation owner, actually. Um, my, my dad is still around and still very active in the stores, but my brother and I are fourth-generation. I uh, just kind of started taking over for him. So we've got three franchises, uh, three rooftops, uh, Chevrolet Cadillac, Toyota and Subaru. And uh, yeah, no, I'm general manager of a couple stores, dealer of a couple of stores. My brother and I sort of share duties and, and all that stuff. And Denny, what is your role at the dealership? I am the BDC sales slash internet manager. I am not the other brother. Good. Yeah. So, um, basically, you know, I've seen the uh, case study that Steve had on your guys' store and great accomplishment from, from all y'all. And, you know, tell me, tell me about the, do you believe that the BDC is the heart of the dealership? And when the leads spread out, that's like blood flowing to the sales department. How, how important do you think the BDC is? And do you get buy-in from the rest of the other departments that, that they realize the BDC is essential to the dealership? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start and then Denny, you can follow up. But So we've had a BDC for 22 years. Um, my dad was the one that decided he didn't want to rely on salespeople to make those follow-up calls 22 years ago. So we started it um, a long time ago and we've stuck with it. We've never gone away from it. We go to 20 groups. And you know we see those expenses that show up, and we get a lot of flack from other dealers that maybe don't have the same belief that we do in BDC departments. And we just sort of shrug and say, "Hey, that's the way we operate." And I'm fine paying all that money out because I see the benefit 
of all the customers that come in and the leads getting handled and the phone pops and the feedbacks and everything that they do is just vital to, to our business. And especially in a time like this, when we were able to have them working from home or doing whatever they can just to get customers in the door, we've had some incredible months and we wouldn't have done it without them. So we are firm believers in um, a business development center. Yeah, I, I concur. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I don't like to be in a position now. Um, so it's, it's a good thing. Go ahead, Ron. So I came from a BDC, you know, when I, when I started in the car business, it was basically, Hey, you're going to be the, the new internet manager. And I didn't even sold the car yet. You know? So I was basically a salesperson with a title that says manager on it. So gradually what I was trying to learn was uh, I, I knew I was lazy and I didn't want to go and chase everybody on the lot and, and, you know, the customer seeing us in their rearview mirror going, Hey, check this out. This guy's going to keep following me till I drive off. So I started to understand if I wanted to sell more cars that I needed to be the master on the phone. I needed to know what to say on the phone. So um, believe it or not, I sold more cars and closed more deals on the phone. So when the customer showed up to the dealership, they just walked right straight into the finance department after taking a test drive, making sure that's the car that they want. So I, I always got in trouble by the general manager for not making more phone calls than I should have, but I was selling more cars. Is that something that you go through every day, Denny, with your, your BDC agents that, that they're getting, they're setting more appointments, but they're not making more contacts. Um, honestly, no, not now. Um, it used to be the case like that. Um, now we're completely focused on contact. Um, the activity level is, it is what it is. Um, people, people like to work at their own pace and it's, it's the way drive centric allows us to do that. I don't, I don't harp on people about phone calls, emails, text messages, videos. I, I get on them about total activity. And as long as their total activity is up there and the numbers are being produced, that's kind of how, how we like to look at it. If, you know, if, if somebody doesn't need a phone call, why are we calling? If they don't email, why are we emailing? So we try to contour to what the customer wants to do. And if their preferred method of contact is email, we'll email. If it's text, we'll text. If it's call, it's, it, it's a call. But we don't structure our reps days saying you have to do this and you have to do this. The only thing they have to do is set appointments to get salespeople some car deals. That's the thing they have to do. Yeah. When I was in the BBC, see, I got brought in to, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, Ron, I, I don't know. There's a little bit of a delay on, on your side maybe, but um, no, what I was going to say is I don't know how long it was that you were in the BBC, but you know, since the consumer is really changing a lot of the communication, that's what we really wanted to point out is I think a lot of BDCs go out there and what Denny and you know Matthew can attest to is the the style they had back in late 2018 was 100 phone calls and 50 emails. The point of the study was change the the mentality of the BDC department to be more effective with the communication channel of the customer, and that's where I think uh, their the study proved out to be so well is again literally listen to what Denny just said is communicate on the customer's terms, not so much 
your terms, which the traditional way, Ryan, I, I don't know how long ago it was, but I mean, again, that hundred phone calls and 50 emails is kind of dead. I mean, you know, if you're still doing that today, that's where the mentality has got to change. And the study proves that model to be different. Mm -hmm. Well, and you've got to have a system that allows you to do it. I mean, that was, that was part of the reason that we were able to change so much. And, you know, I, I know this isn't intended to be a sales pitch for drive, but I mean, the reality is that really enabled us to change the way we did business because it's all in one place. You don't have to click a bunch of times to send a video or copy and paste or do a YouTube link or figure out how to text. And I mean, it's just all right there. So our agents can do whatever they need to do to get in, in touch with the customer. It's really easy. Yeah, it allows it allows our reps to do things that fit their style. Not everybody works the same style, but if you're productive, you know, why are we to tell you what's the right style? Let's find the right style for each person, make each person as successful as they can be and, and let the numbers flow. If we're dictating someone to make a hundred phone calls a day, but this person's an amazing emailer or great with videos, we're not utilizing their talent and we're missing the boat. And see, that was, that was my issue when I got into the BDC because the dealership that I was working at before, we had a BDC department, but they were six hours away. So when they were making phone calls, supposedly making phone calls, setting appointments, I was always the kind of person that I wanted to confirm the appointment so I can uh, plan out my day. So I would call the customer the night before, hey, just wanted to let you know that uh, I see that I have a 2.30 appointment with you. I just wanted to confirm it. If anything happens to change, would you please let me know? And, and vice versa, if I'm a little uh, busy, I want to give you a call and let you know I'm going to be uh, 20 minutes longer with this next customer. And they would say, what are you talking about? I, I told that girl that I wasn't going to be coming in today. I, I, I'm not interested in the car anymore. So gradually moving to the Volkswagen store, when I got asked to take over the BDC department, I was hesitant. I was like, I really don't want to become a BDC manager because I knew the problems we had at the, the previous store. And the general manager's like, just do it the way you want it done. And we'll go from there. Well, I was always preached phone calls, phone calls, phone calls. If you make 200 phone calls, you connect with 28 people. You set seven appointments, four will show and two will, uh, will be sold. So I gradually had to learn. It's not about the phone calls. It's not about the emails, text messages. It's about the connecting with the customer and selling the appointment instead of trying to rack up all these numbers because you get voice voicemail voicemail uh opt out on emails opt out on text messages and whatnot so i had to learn the hard way and, and steven i had this conversation in philadelphia he was like bud man what are you doing you're you're slave drivers slow down it's about connecting <laughs> and so i brought that back to the dealership and right now the bdc director that we have she's doing phenomenal numbers with her team due to the fact uh, it's not about how many phone calls, text messages, emails, it's about how many appointments that are sold or set and that actually show. Yeah, I think that uh, the, the BDC needs to be, instead of, you know, it needs to change from the business development center to business development contact. Because the business development center, even when you're advertising that as a job, people think it's a call center still. And if you're running a call center, you're not running a BDC. 
and that's just what I feel, how I feel about it. It's it's about contact and people having certain skills, not just, um, you know, phone junkies who are going to call, 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 cold call. Um, we have, I'd say, less than 5% of what we do is cold calling. So it's it's about contact, not call center. And one of the things that you you said it was a uh, business development contact center. I always say the BDC is the big dollar center. That's yeah. where the money's coming from because the upbus the upbus is not coming anymore. So the majority of the time, customers are going to look online, look at the vehicle. They want to uh, look around. They're going to submit a lead because they're interested in that vehicle specifically. And you have a short amount of time to make contact with that customer before they move on and, and look at another dealership. So it's very highly important. And I'm glad that I got the opportunity to work in an in a, in a internet department so I can understand that going forward in my career in the automotive industry, how important the BDC department is. Now, let me ask you this, Denny. Um, we have, I've seen that your numbers here. I mean, in May, you did 1,381 appointments. Congratulations. That's a great accomplishment. 10, uh, 1091 showed and you sold 525 uh, deliveries. Those numbers are strong. So congratulations on that and your team. So hats off to y'all. And, um, you know, They always say there's a secret sauce you got to to do all this. What what makes you guys so strong when it comes to this uh, to these numbers that you you have here in this case study? So I would I would attribute it to empowering the employees. Um, they our BDC from what I've seen from other BDCs have a ton more access than what most BDCs have. Ours has access to anything a desk manager has access to. We can price cars. We can give trade evaluations. Um, we can do we can do just about anything. So that's that's huge. When you empower a, a person to structure their own day and how they go about it, and you're only worried about results, I think it's a lot better mentally for a BDC rep to be able to do that than to be told all day long this is what you need to do. Um, giving them the empowerment to structure their own day handle their own deals and make the right calls themselves is is what it is and obviously there was a ton of mistakes along the way getting to this point but getting the right people and getting them in the spots to do this and everybody having the learning curve that's what it's about if your bdc is not empowered from ownership down it's going to fail and ours is empowered by ownership down so they feel that they know it, they know they're respected, they're proud of their jobs, and they want to do a good job instead of just work hard for a paycheck. Yeah, I'd like to you know, actually interject here, Ron, and just, you know, for you know everybody that's listening, I think one of the key things for you know, the question to ask Matthew is, you know, Matthew uh, obviously took a leap of faith and, you know, believing about this whole engagement strategy and contact rate, and I know that a lot of people just don't know how do you implement this you know we can always talk about you know all the different ways processes at the end of the day what i get asked all the time and matthew i want to just throw it out there to you is 
you know, how do you get your team on board, whether it's like texting in the CRM or shooting videos the way you guys are shooting videos? Because, I mean, you know, Ron, just so you know, and, you know, again, you saw it in the study. These guys never shot video. They weren't really texting in their CRM. And again, to go from one to another and just to get that mentality of stores doing it. I mean, I just always want to have Matthew share how they got their team bought in to do it. Well, you know, for Denny kind of alluded to it, but for us, it was it was a slow burn, honestly, to get there. We we built new stores almost 10 years ago. And when we moved to these new facilities, we absolutely changed our culture 180 degrees and changed it to be customer driven. You know, lateral support is a huge part of that. And innovation is in our vision statement. Like that word innovation is, is in there. And we talk about it all the time. So when, when we looked at changing and getting away from our previous CRM and going to a new one, part of that Fortunately for us, we have a management team who really wants to innovate and wants to be better and figure out how we can win every single day and knows that part of that is, comes with the CRM and BDC is all tied up in that. So they were all willing, our managers were all willing to make whatever change was necessary just to get us in front of more customers. And we knew technology was the way to do that. Fortunately, that for a switch. So with you know me visiting the offices of, with Denny and and his boss last year, um, and really seeing how they operate, being being able to come back to the dealership, explain that to our management staff, and then they get all excited, and they explain to the salespeople, they get excited. Denny and Brian, his boss, they were already excited, so they were already pumping it up. So when we flip that switch. It was, yeah, I mean, it took a little while for everybody to get used to staring like we are now, which has become the, the culture in the last 90 days. But yeah, that took a while for everybody to get used to talking to other customers through video and realizing that, hey, people really do respond to text messages because they don't want that, you know, little number sign on their phone showing how many unread text messages they have. So I, it didn't take long for people to figure out that it actually does work. And it works really well, as you can see from the numbers that Denny and his team have put up. But, but the buy-in, it starts from, you know, that, that's not just that work for us every single day. And th they were ready for it. They are ready for a change. Yeah. So let me ask you, I want to add a little bit to that, too. Because in, in the beginning, it, there wasn't a, a full buy-in. And, and it does start from the top. And part of that being is my is part of my responsibility is making sure the people that are put in front of sales are quality people. That's you alluded to that, Ron, in the very beginning. If you get a whole bunch of appointments coming in that aren't sales opportunities, or you get a whole bunch of cancellations from BDC just trying to set appointments to make a dollar, that's when you get that disconnect. As long as your appointments are quality and BDC is talking with the desk and sales and everybody's on the same page and you really are living that one team, one dream culture, that's when the buy-in happens for everybody and everybody can be successful and it can be done with most systems. This one just makes it a lot easier for the communication and everybody loves it. You know, with this, the COVID crisis that was going on these past couple of months, it's, I couldn't strongly uh, express how important the BDC was going to be with digital retailing and doing everything online from start to finish, even with the e-sign e signatures and, and, 
and sending everything out to the customers to, to make it more comfortable with them. Now, are you guys doing any kind of digital retailing start from finish where they, I want to buy this car online and I want to go through the whole process. Is it, do you guys do something like that over there? We, we do. We have, um, it, all, we have, we have it all available. I, I'll say that. Uh, and then you can follow up, but we, we have all that available on all of our websites for all the stores and we are fully willing and able to, you know, take vehicles to people's houses and do paperwork remotely and whatever we need to do. But for whatever reason, we haven't seen a lot of that. A lot of times people get to a certain point in the process and they want to come in. So we actually have done all of our deliveries, uh, at least that I'm aware of. Denny, you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, but they've all happened in the store. Yeah, we've had, um, we can in our BDC take it cradle to grave and we can go the whole way. Um, but it's not something we, we really shoot for. If the customer wants to go that route, we will. We've had maybe one or two deliveries at home. Um, but what we do in our BDC is really try to sell our store as a destination. And if you can do that and not just make it a car sale, then like Matthew said, people do want to come in to buy a car. Um, there are the people that are the exceptions, but that's been a focus of mine since COVID started is our store needs to be a destination, not just a place to buy cars. People want to get out of their houses. So we made sure it was very clear to people that we're safe, we're clean, the distancing's happening, the masks are on, um, get out of your house, come somewhere safe and drive away in a new car. And that's just the message I sent to BDC to send out to the customers. And it worked really strong the last couple of months, as you can see from our numbers. Um, talk about when it comes to the BDC department and how their their pay structure is. I know where I'm at, they get paid for appointment show, appointment sold, and we our BDC agents are also our delivery specialists, so they have a lot of product knowledge in our vehicles. So when they make that delivery and they go through uh, the, the final walk around and preset the the radio station, show them all the options or whatnot. Um, do you have a similar kind of pay plan that goes along with that also? Yeah, it's it's similar similar up to a point. Um, our BDC reps are basically virtual. They don't see a customer unless a customer absolutely requests it. Um, they're upstairs all day long. But yeah, they get paid for the show and then they get paid for the sold. And then that's tier level at however many shows they have and however many solds they get. So we incentivize more work. It's it's not just a flat, you get this. So we pay a certain amount for up to 120 shows and then another amount for over 120 shows and then another amount for over 140 shows. And the same thing with solds. There's, there's tier levels to bonus those to keep people going and not be satisfied with their month. I know one thing with the, the BDC department, it, I have a couple of agents that will leave their chair and go and ask the desk manager or go and ask the salesperson, hey, did this customer show up? Did anybody follow up with this customer? Because it's highly important that I know because I'm three three appointments away from a bonus. Is Does your guys do that? Or, or like you said, they just stay up there in, in the tower? They go to the, they go down when when needed, but it's never for those reasons. We we utilize text message and you know chats and things like that to talk to people. If they got to go downstairs, it's because they need specific deal answers on something. Um, they're never down there asking if this person showed. 
I would rather have them call the customer and ask the customer how their visit was and have them say I wasn't there or it was good or it was bad um, instead of going to the to the salesperson. But our salespeople are pretty good about leaving notes when people are checked in. And Matthew set this up and we were at drive and it worked really well that our desk managers are the ones that check people out of the store. So we got a pretty good idea of what happened when that checkout happens. So you get the buy-in from the desk manager on your on your CRM that they they showed up. They're in the showroom right now. Uh, they're they're doing a, a demo. They have a trade-in, and when the vehicle gets sold, they they put in the notes or they have a little. Uh, box that they click that says that they that they uh, actually sold and they they took delivery. Yeah, our our sales guys don't even have the ability to check a person out of the store. It has to come from management, so that way we know they went through the proper steps before checked out. See, those numbers are, are so important throughout the whole store, and you know it's not just the for the BDC's uh, purposes, but also for the desk managers and for the GM. So when, when you're looking at the reports, you can see how many people showed and left and why was the reason that they left. And for a while there, we were having problems having the, the desk managers put in the notes why the customer left. If it's uh, too much negative equity, their credit's not very good, they have to to go get a down payment or we didn't have the right vehicle for them. So, you know, it's all the information that you put into the BDC CRM, it feeds that information to the BDC agents to follow up with the customer to see, hey, you know, what can we do to get you back into the store? Or do you have a co-signer or whatnot? Because we know in all reality, the salesmen are not going to follow up with the customer. They got a one track mind and that's to sell cars. Uh, Matt, what do you guys do to emphasize to the, to the salespeople, this is important. You've got to put notes in the system. Desk managers, you've got to put notes in the system if you took a TO. It's, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. It's constant reminders. I mean, even just last night at about... about eight, eight, Clock and I went. We had customers, and apparently, they're actually in the store. Uh, there were only five that were older, but I sent a text to our desk going, "Guys, come on, we need to. We got to check people out as they're leaving the store, whether they purchased or they didn't, because tomorrow when BBC gets here, they need ammunition on what they're going to be able to either text or call or video these customers. So you got to do it. And then just about ten minutes before we got on on this call, I uh, I was down talking to our Toyota sales desk and. And even the guy that I was texting last night, he said, you know, I, I totally get it because it's it's really beneficial for me to go back and look through all the customers, even if I didn't desk that particular deal or have any involvement, because I get a better idea of what happened during the day. And, you know, I they need to get better at it and they're going to always need that reminder. But again, that comes from Denny constantly and it comes from me constantly. It comes from our variable sales director constantly. I mean, we're, we're always talking about it. So we're... we're by no means uh, are we perfect, but we're, we're always at least getting it in front of them. So they, they know the importance because we preach BDC all the time. Every week we talk about the number of weekend appointments, shows and sales just out of BDC. We talk about all the internet leads that have come in, closing ratios, contact rates, and that's, it's a constant source of focus for us. 
so they know that it's it's not going anywhere and you need to do what you need to do to help them you know make us all better that's the point one other thing when i came into the bdc department one of the biggest things that i wanted to do was i knew how busy we were getting at the desk when with the showroom visits and we had that one customer that was like i want numbers right now i want to know what my interest rate is what my payment's going to be what you're giving me for my trade so i'm sitting my credit up right now so i started and i asked the the general manager can i be able to desk deals from the bbc department and he said absolutely is that something that you do denny in your department is uh, is desk deals also well, that's what's the good thing about the, the system that we have now is it allows me the ability to mock deals. I don't necessarily desk a deal and hand it to F and I, but I can deal and send it to a customer and be like, if all the information you're telling me is correct, this is about where you can be. Um, but no, we don't we don't completely desk the deal upstairs, just just mock deals. Okay. Um, guys, you know, it's getting to the 30-minute mark. I know you guys are really busy today. I want to thank you for being on the show. I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to, to do some closing uh, remarks and whatnot. And um, it, it's an honor to talk to all three of you. Steve, you're a great guy all the way around. I really appreciate you uh, connecting me with uh, Matthew and Denny. Denny, I'm going to start with you. Any closing uh, remarks, comments, uh, anything that we can learn from you? Um, I would just say the buy-in, buy-in from ownership down and your BDC will be successful. If you don't have that, it's going to be a struggle. Get everybody on board and keep consistency. Don't give up on it. It can't be the two-week wave where we do it for two weeks. We don't do it for two weeks. We do it for three weeks. You got to stay consistent. And if you do that, your BDC will be successful. Thank you. Hey, Matthew, what about you, buddy? Well, Thanks for having us, first of all. Um, really appreciate the opportunity to chat for a little bit. And you know, the only thing I would leave you with is, is just the people part of it. I mean, this, my dad for years, you know, as he's been the dealer for over 30 years and he, his whole thing was, it doesn't matter that we're selling cars. We could be selling pickles, big deal. It's all about the people you have in the store and, you know, making them feel like they number one, and that is absolutely our marker. And without a great team, that doesn't get you anywhere. So we've taken our time to weed out the people that don't believe in what we're doing. And, you know, they needed to leave the organization and that's fine because we're better for it. And we have a great team now. And Denny is absolutely one of them that believes in the culture, believes in the process, and just believes that we really can be the best. And that's exactly what we want to be. People first. I mean, that's, that's everything. And one thing, Matthew. So, is there pickles somewhere? I'm just curious because I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I need, I need to know that. All right. <laughs> you haven't found the pickle cabinet yet? No, I, I feel like I'm in the dark here. What's going on? <laughs> and last but not least, the drive or the live with drive guy. That's Steve, right. There you go. The live with drive, baby. Uh, no, hey, I, I just want to say thanks again for Ron for. Uh, you know, allowing us to get on there and, and share a successful uh, dealership on, you know, really changing the culture of the dealership. You know, I go out there, I came from the medical industry and the way I typically sold anything in medical was a case study. 
So I just appreciate, you know, Matthew and uh, uh, allowing me to work with the stores to really track this. I mean, this has been, you know, pretty much an 18 month project uh, to be able to go in there and see, you know, track the communication channels of what they did before and how communication engagement has really affected the dealership. And we just got to change, you know, the way the customers are changing and uh, their buying behaviors, et cetera. So I'm just really thankful that, uh, you know, we actually have a study behind us now and we can promote this out there for other dealerships to hopefully follow suit. So thanks again for sharing this, Ron. I appreciate it. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Ron. Pleasure is all mine, guys. And, if, and any uh, anything that I could do for you guys, just please let me know. And Steve, once again, you're a great person. Uh, I always enjoy talking to you. Denny, it was a pleasure. And Matthew, also. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. Thank you.